Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. You're listening to RTE Radio 1. Now, Small Plastic Wars, written and performed by Pat McGrath. Every man has an obsession. For some, it's golf. For others, gaming. Some go to the gym. But for Joe, it's glue. Super glue. And the dream of gold and glory at the International Plastic Modeler Society, Ireland, Four Provinces Branch, National Show and Competition. Now, Super Glue, which as everybody knows was developed by battlefield surgeons in the Vietnam War, is applied with a toothpick and you always have to have a pair of tights securely fastened over the Hoover nozzle in case you drop any small bits on the carpet. So, let's go to Joe's man cave. Small Plastic Wars, written and performed by Pat McGrath and you might like to know that the play contains language that some of you might find offensive. Check the fit of the lower M4A4 Sherman four-ply hole and the upper Sherman M4A4 four-ply hole. Measure twice, cut once, that's what the Opal used to say. That's grand. Just down. Okay, plastic or photo-etched brass headlight guard. Sheila, will you stick the kettle on? Well, let's try the brass one. This town was coming like a ghost town. Bend around the paintbrush handle. Apply super glue with a toothpick. Don't get it on your fingers. This space is coming like a ghost town. That worked. Don't know what all the fuss is about. No more. Too much fighting on the dance floor. Now the other one. Ah. Nobody move. Speed is essential before the carpet monster gets it and it disappears forever. And what use is a Sherman tank with only one headlight guard? No use. There's no prizes, there's no medals for that. Gotcha, you little bollocks. I could save myself a lot of trouble by getting one of them jeweler's aprons. It's an apron with a strip of Velcro on the table and a strip of Velcro on the bottom of the apron, you attach the two and voila! If something falls, you don't lose it. That's what Frank uses. Except being old school, he has brass press studs on his. And Leonard? Well, what Leonard does is he stretches a pair of tights over the end of the hoover. And he finds the small pieces that way. And Herman? Well, I don't suppose Herman needs a method for finding lost parts, because Herman, he never makes mistakes. My wife, Sheila, little Rona and Joe Jr. are watching some nonsense on the television. Britain's got talent. Sheila doesn't like me modelling in the sitting room anymore. Ever since the night we were watching Eyes Wide Shut and I got distracted by Nicole Kidman wiping her bum and sliced me finger open. Ah! Eleven stitches in me finger. That little trip to the Matter Hospital cost me 60 euro, which I never paid. And now when it happens, I just use super glue, which as everybody knows was actually developed for battlefield surgeons to use in the Vietnam War. So, here I sit in the man cave like General Kurobayashi in his bunker on Iwo Jima. Except he didn't have any Sherman tanks. I'm building this tank for the Nationals. The International Plastic Modeler Society, Ireland, Four Provinces Branch, National Show and Competition this year in Dublin, with modelers coming from all over Ireland and beyond, competing for glory and medals, and if they win, the everlasting begrudgery of their fellow modelers. October the 12th and 13th, all models to be on the table by one o'clock or they will not be judged. And which I'm planning to win. Not just the gold in the armour section, but best in show. Meanwhile, I don't know if they're going to be able to watch Britain's Got Talent next week, or where tomorrow's dinner's coming from. I blame me father. <laughs> 
He started all this, staying up half the night sniffing glue and paint. He bought me my first model kit and a tube of glue when I was about eight years old to keep me quiet while he painted a caravan he kept down in Rush. A frog, 172nd scale Fock Wolf 190 German fighter plane. Kept me quiet, Aldry. And I never looked back. Now, I have a wardrobe stacked top to bottom full of unbuilt model kits and an underload double wrapped in cling film to protect them against the damp hidden in the garden shed. That's all down to him. Oh, and Sheila, my wife. She's not entirely blameless in this matter. That's important. Remember that. Me being broke isn't their fault. That's... Well, it isn't my fault. I did my bit. I pulled myself together. I worked hard. I even opened my own little cafe. And when that fell apart, I went back to college. And I got a qualification. Social studies. I applied for every job going. I took on as much as I could handle. I spent money. I paid taxes. I got a little loan. I paid it back. I got a bigger loan. And then we had a baby. And then we got a Jack Russell dog. And then we had another baby to make up the set. And then we went down to Cosgraves on Dorset Street and we got a little red Honda Civic. So we never had to walk anywhere anymore. And then we got Deccan and an outdoor patio heater and a trampoline. And we nearly built a conservatory and we put money into a pension fund. And while we were doing all that, I somehow managed to buy more plastic kits than Sheila thought was strictly necessary and that I never had time to build. Because... I was flat out, almost full-time at the part-time work. On a Monday, I was in Rings End. On a Tuesday, I was in Kilmoyne. On a Wednesday, I was in Oliver Bond. On a Thursday, I was in Queen Street Flats. And on Friday, I was out in Ballymun. It all slowed down for me one Thursday night. I was teaching a gang of hard chores in Queen Street Flats how to cook spaghetti bolognese. Me and Phil, the fellow I work with, were trying to get them to tidy up. Phil hands me a cup of tea and he says, There are hard times just around the corner, Joe, and the outlook is absolutely vile. What? Cutbacks, Joe. Cutbacks. Well, I suppose. That won't really affect us, though. It don't really affect me because I'm full-time. But you're only part-time, so I don't know. Turns out he did know. Bill was cleverer than me. The minute they offered him that full-time job, he nearly bit their hand off. And I said, I'm happy enough with the part-time work for the moment. And they didn't get the chance to ask me again. When the cutbacks came, all the schemes I was involved in got walloped. It was all very sudden. I was like Wiley Coyote running off the cliff. I thought, as long as I kept moving, I'd be okay. The literacy through cooking project. Sorry, Joe, it's from the top down. The life skills for recovering addicts. Sorry, Joe, the money just isn't there anymore. The mental health project. Sorry, Joe, I mean, we'll miss the lovely food, but all the part-timers are being let go. There's no budget for them anymore. The homework bakery club. Sorry, Joe, there won't be as many hours for you from now on. Not as many. That means there'll be some. Yeah, but not much now. Maybe only two or three, but I still have some. I still have a job. I still had a job. And when things picked up, the rest of them would be back. As I said to Phil, I'm good at my job. What are they going to do? Get someone in to work for nothing? For the experience? Ha! I don't think so. That's what I like about you, Joe. You stay positive. In the meantime, I'll keep an eye out for anything going in your line. Phil's parting gift to me. On my last night in Queen Street Flats was a box with some half-empty spray paint cans left over from a graffiti project, a model car kit that he couldn't get any of the kids interested in, and an out-of-date selection box left over from the Christmas party. We sat for a while in the Honda Civic that I mostly owned, and I had the whole selection box before I went home. The Formula One model car kit. Well, I took that up to Clarkie's model shop in Fibsborough the next day. The Mecca for all serious modellers in Dublin. In Ireland. And I swapped it for a second-hand Sherman tank and some Japanese infantry. 
What are we watching, Sheila? Jessica Fletcher. I swear, if I was staying in a hotel and she checked in, I'd check out immediately. Shush, Joe. Are you not supposed to be somewhere teaching junkies to cook omelets? Now, I told you before, Sheila, they're not junkies. They're recovering drug users, and no. That job is finished. Finished? How come? Are they all recovered? No. The scheme ran out of money to pay me. They just get sandwiches now. So that job is gone too? What's going to happen to us? Uh, can we pay the bills? Can we pay the bills? Yeah. Yeah, we can. I mean, I still have the Homework Bakery Club going on. And they'll probably ask me to do a summer camp. And uh, I'm signing over the other days. Joe, you can't sit around here all day doing nothing. Well, I'm not collecting the kids for another two hours. We could do something together. And what will we do for the other hour and 53 minutes? I know. Why don't you fix the kitchen roof? Oh, it's raining. Okay. Go upstairs. Yeah. Take some of those models out of the wardrobe and build one of them. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea, Sheila. And remember, it's your idea. You see, I told you she was partly to blame. So I went upstairs and I opened up the stash. Academy, AFV Club, Dragon, Oiteleri, Tamoya, Tasca, Hobby Boss, Fujimi, Monogram, Ravel, Heller. No airfix though, because all their armor kits are a little bit shit. Ah, Tasca Sherman Firefly. Well, that's 65 euros worth now. Not ready for that yet. What about this? Oitaleri M4A1 Sherman tank. The mainstay of the Allied war effort. 55,000 built. Yeah, this'll do for starters. Downstairs, I cleared a space in the utility room. I got the big nail clippers from the bathroom to snip the pieces off the frames, and I robbed one of Sheila's nail sanding sticks from her makeup bag to sand down the seams. And I started to build. Suspension sub-assemblies. What, Sheila? Oh, yeah, I'd love a cup of tea. Six parts, each suspension bogey, each one to be cleaned. Glued together, six bogies, plus the sprockets and the oilers. What? Five past two already? Oh, can you collect the kids? Brilliant. I love you. Lower hull assembly, transmission cover, bolt strip, rear engine plate. How was school, Junior? How you round honey? Mwah. Exhaust. I'm building a model. Ah, maybe after your homework. Left spare track holders, right spare track holders, stowage rack. Hot, Rona? What's the Irish for problem? Foib. On oib. Put it in a sentence. Tusk, go will Sherman tank a hogand ogum, Neil foib er bit ogum. Upper hole, tills, machine gun. Yeah, Junior. Come on, bring the dog for a walk. Now here, take your sister with you. <sighs> Headlights, headlight guards, Soren, Soren guard, mattock, mattock handle, axe, crowbar, shovel, starting handle, gun crutch, front lifting eyes, rear lifting eyes, co-driver's hatch closed, driver's hatch open. Good night, yeah I'll be up in a minute. Main turret assembly, clean gun barrel seams. Alright, I'm coming up. Main turret assembly, gun mantlet, trunnions, part 31 through part 32, do not cement. What is it? Wallander? Which one, the good one or the one with Kenneth Branagh? Tape it for me. Rear turret lifting rings, front turret lifting rings, machine gun stowage brackets, loader's hatch, commander's hatch. Yeah, I'm coming to bed now. 
Hello, nurse. I'm coming to bed right now. I, I just had to let the glue dry on this bit. Two minutes. Don't start without me. When I finish painting it and weathering it, putting the transfers and the decals and the mud and the dust and the battle damage and the rust on it, I thought it looked deadly. So I took a few photos and I put them up on all the best modelling websites. Missing links, Armorama, Track Links, Planet Armour, the Modeler Social Club. And I waited to see what they'd say. Your Sherman looks real good. Brilliant. Well done. Congratulations. It was all very positive. Until a guy who had a German username, but whose IP address I traced her at mines, told me it was the wrong colour. It is too green. What? Too green? It's supposed to be green, you sap. And then someone called Verkin Getterix the Great sent me a private message on armorama.com. I like your Sherman. I see her in Dublin. Why not bring it along to the next meeting of the International Plastic Modelers Society Dublin chapter in Exchange Collective Art Centre? We meet the third Saturday of every month at 11am. I had been in the Dublin International Plastic Modelers Society when I was a teenager, but then I drifted off. It might be nice to be in a club again, though. And Sheila would be delighted to get me out of the house. So I went. At that first meeting, there were about 12 or 13 modellers there, all ages, all men. There are women modellers. I've never met one myself, but I'm told that they do exist. There are a few on the web, but you'd wonder if they were real. I put the Sherman tank down on the table. Is that a Sherman yours? Very good. You did a great job with that. And that's how they get you. They mooch over, very low key, very nonchalant with their hands in their pockets so as not to spook the newcomers. And they ask, is that yours? And before you know it, you're handing over two euro for the use of the hall. You're writing down your email and signing up for a year's subscription to the club, which is only 20 euros. And that entitles you to free entry to Scale Model World in Telford in the UK. The biggest scale model exhibition worldwide. Verkin Getterix the Great introduced himself to me. His real name turned out to be Leonard. And he was only a young lad. 24, 25. Leonard wears contacts, which give him that wide awake, raised eyebrows look, as if he's surprised by everything, even stuff he's telling you. I like French tanks because of the shapes of them. Leonard was shoved out of the way by this elfella, Frank, who had that orangey brown dyed grey hair that was fooling no one. The CIE Hall on Marlborough Street, the old Dublin Modeling Society Christmas show, uh, 1980. You built a diorama of a Sherman tank crashing through a wall. I did. God bless her memory. I never forget a good model. I didn't see you much after that. The modeling didn't click with you then. Pity. If you'd stuck with it, you'd nearly be good. <laughs> Frank was interrupted in turn by a tall blonde fella in a leather coat. The Sherman. Who is owning it? Me. The articulation of the suspension is incorrect. The front road wheels you must have touching the ground. And it is the wrong color. It is too green. What? Too green? Hang on a minute. But he was gone out the door, his leather coattails swishing behind him. Don't mind Herman. As far as I know, he's not even a paid-up member of the club. Then Frank himself sat down and took up where Herman had left off. Now, it is too green. Olive drab is a mixture of ochre and black, so it's a more brownier colour. And glue the wheels down. I know the instructions say don't, 
But unless you're gonna drive the model around the carpet going bang, 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 you don't need them to be free. Uh, you're not going to do that, are you? Here, get a pen. Write this down. I don't want to be wasting me breath at my age. And you better be back here next month with all these corrections made or I'll come looking for you. <laughs> right. Go to McQuillan's tool shop in Capel Street and get a set of micro drill bits. Do not go to the model shop for them because they'll fleece you. Uh, now, I can see a glue mark there. And there's a seam line here. Oh, I have me work cut out for me here, fellas. It was brilliant to listen to. And we had a little audience by the time Frank finished. Frank, who was that German guy in the leather coat? What did you say his name was? Herman? Oh, no. His real name is Brian, I think. And he's from Cork. We call him Herman because he likes to dress up as a German soldier. He's a, a reenactor. But now he's not a part of a group or anything like that. He's more what you'd call a, a lone wolf, if you get my meaning. He's from Cork or Tipperary, I think. Does he even build models? Oh, yeah. Beautiful work. All World War II German stuff now, but excellent. Really top-notch stuff. He's still an obnoxious prick, mind you. <laughs> Leonard turned out to live in Fibsborough, not far from me in Cabra. So I walked up with him. Leonard has plenty of time on his hands to make models since his IT job was outsourced to Mumbai. I was so good at my job, Joe, that they actually brought me over there to show an Indian guy how to do it. Then they brought me home and they fired me. I wish they'd left me there because there's nothing happening here. Although the next meeting was a month off, I started in on Frank Snagless straight away. And I took that Chairman Firefly out of the stash, and I started that too. Hiya, Rona, honey. No, your Sylvanians can't go in my tank. Because it's not a toy. No, me and me friends don't play with them at the club. No matter what your mommy says. Uh-uh. Now, leave that alone. What did we say? That's right. Don't touch daddy's stuff. Why don't you go and play with your mummy? Because she sent you out here to play with me. Okay. And do you think the Sylvanians would like to live in a tank? No. Because they live in the Sylvanian family's grand hotel, do they? You haven't got that. Oh, you're getting it for your birthday. She's not. It's 150 euro. Well, now we'll see. You might only get something smaller, like... The sweet shop or, or the flower seller's wheelbarrow. Now, what about if we made them a tent to live in? Now, you take your tent and take more of this paper and you tell Joe Jr. that I said he's to help you make a row of tents for a little camp for your Sylvanians. Good girl. And I'll get back to this fucking bastard tank. I worked hard on that, Chairman. I took on board all the things Frank told me. It was great to have that next meeting to look forward to. It's great to have aunt to look forward to. Apart from the bills. The rest of the month is just school runs, maybe a couple of trips to Ikea with the kids for meatballs and chips as a treat. I'm supposed to drop into all the projects to see if aunt is happening, and I used to. But that got old, so I stopped calling in. But uh, I didn't tell Sheila that. Instead, I drop into Clarkie's model shop. Not to buy aunt usually, just to talk. If you overstay, you're welcome. He has this way of getting you out of the shop when he's fed up with you. He walks over to the door, still talking, but he drops his voice. So you have to follow him to hear what he's saying. Then he steps out, as if to get a bit of air. And when you step out beside him, he steps back in real quick. It's like that scene on the train in the French Connection. But before you can step back in, he claps you on the shoulder and says, Well, uh, uh, so long, pal. I'll see you next week. And you're halfway down the road before you think to yourself, I'd no intention of leaving that shop at all. 
at the second meeting, I walked straight in and plonked the Sherman tank down in front of Frank. Frank declares, that Sherman is A1. And all Herman can say when he arrives is, weathering is inconsistent. Frank turned out to be a veteran member of the other model club, the Irish Model Soldier Society, and he suggested that when their show came around in May, I should enter the Sherman. Really? Oh, yeah. They love all that. The more, the merrier. Frank gave me homework. I had to build a little diorama scene around the Sherman. Frank's top tip? Always include something for contrast. A little dog, or a child, or best of all, a woman. In Tesco, with the kids, I found the perfect picture frame to use as a base. But the girl at the till had bad news for me. Your card is refused. Would you like to try it again? No, it's still not working. Massive queue behind me. Kids looking up at me. Mortified. Antoinette, his card won't work. Do you have any cash? Okay, if you put the expensive olive oil back and the two tubs of Ben and Jerry's and that picture frame, you can keep the rest. Thanks. So at home, I took me least favourite relative, Sheila's Uncle Bob, down off the sitting room wall. Lovely frame, same size, same shape. Perfect for a base. I'm leaving him in there, the old bollocks. He'd be like Han Solo, trapped in carbonite. Some fellas at the club use plaster for their bases, but I prefer papier-mâché. It's lighter and it dries hard as a rock. It is important, though, to use good quality paper. Did you know we know we regret your direct debit was returned unpaid? For the last coat for the groundwork, I like to use an extra fine layer of paper. Dear Joe, this is to let you know that the current value of the pension fund you stopped paying into is worth a lot less now than the amount you actually paid in. The current surrender value, taken into account the surrender penalty, is just enough to pay off your immediate bills. But we don't know why we're telling you that, because you're not going to be able to touch any of it until you're 65, at which time it will buy you a large slice pan and a packet of easy singles. When the Irish Model Soldier Society show came around in May, I went with Frank and I put the Sherman in the competition and I got a commendation. Frank was well pleased his hard work paid off. Leonard didn't get anything. And Herman... Well, he won a gold medal for his Tiger Tank in Normandy, 1944. I even congratulated him about it, but he just grunted at me like Van Morrison. No, that's really great, uh, uh, Brian. How did you get that effect on the exhaust? If I told you, I would have to kill you. No, really, how did you get it? No, I am not telling you. And then he goose-stepped off. And that was when I decided that with Leonard and Frank's help, I would win the next big competition, the Nationals, and thwart Herman's territorial expansion. And I told him that. In fact, I told everybody. I even told Sheila in bed that night. That's great, Joe. But did you hear what I said? Um, someone's getting married. Gronje. Gronje that I used to work with. And we're invited. Joe, we're going. You're wearing a suit and we're giving them a present. I don't know. Maybe you could sell some of those Sherman tanks the wardrobe is full of. You can't need them all. They're all the same. Sell some of the models. And I'm probably miss a meeting. And she's not even my friend. All the same. They're not all the same. There's the M475, the M4 Composite Hull. The M4105, the M4105 HVSS, the M4A175 mm, the M4A275 mm, the M4A276 mm, and the M4A276 Easy 8, the M4A375 and the M4A3105, the M4A3E2 Jumbo, the M4A376, the M4A3E8, the M4A376WHVSS. 
the M4A3 105 HVSS, the M4A475 and the M4A4 Firefly and the Firefly IC and the IC Hybrid and the M32 Recovery Vehicle, the Priest, the Sexton, the M12 GMC, the Aunt Jemima Mine Roller, the Earthworm Rollers, the Calliope Rocket Launchers, the ARV Mark 1 and the ARV Mark 2, the M4 Dozer, the Crab Flail, the Pakistani Upgun Sherman from the Kashmir Wars, the Israeli M50 and M51, the Argentine Repotentiado and the Lebanese Militia Shermans. They're not all the same. In the end, I sold three kits, made a few quid and it gave me a bit of a buzz actually. I'm jumping ahead here, but when we eventually went to the wedding, Sheila had a great time. A few days later, I was waltzing down Cable Street and I bumped into Phil on the corner of Abbey Street. Who let you out? Hello, Joe. I'm looking for a place around here that sells pool tables. You don't know it, do you? Pool tables? Yeah. Uh, we've got this money in an account in the job and we've got to spend it or else give it back. Don't spend it on pool tables, Phil. I mean, they can't all be the next Ken Doherty. Get me in there. I'll teach them literacy. I'll do life skills with them. I'll even teach them to play Jesus pool. I'd love that, Joe. The old team back together again. But it's not down to me. We've got to spend this money on equipment. Don't give up hope, though. I've got something in mind for you. Will you stop, Sheila? I'm going to meet Frank and Leonard. They don't care what I look like. Well, I do. Look, every single bit of clothes I bought you has paint or glue on them. Will you stop fussing over me? You spend more time with that Frank and Leonard than you do with me. Patently not true. Will you spend more time talking to them than you do to me? Also not true. When was the last time you talked to me? I'm talking to you now. Oh, but really talked, you know. What do you talk to Frank and Leonard about? The weather. The weather in Germany in 1944 or 1945 and whether it justifies the amount of dust and mud people add to their models. We talk a lot about models. Tell me about them. Explain to me how somebody is educated interesting, artistically minded and sensible as the man I married... I might be paraphrasing what she said there. As the man I married could have such a knowledge and interest in small plastic war things and why you're spending so much time on it now? Oh, look, Sheila, modelling is just my thing. I'm not in the pub every night shouting at the telly. I don't make you watch hours of football or head off to Anfield or Manchester every few weeks I just like the history and the research and making everything right. So it's about control? No. Yes. I don't know, Dr. Freud. I never think about it. I don't know why you feel you're not in control. You're always telling us what to do. Don't touch my stuff. And you never listen to me. In control? I'm not even in control of the remote control. Well, Joe, not everyone wants to look at weapons of war and unsolved history every day of the week. Is this it? What? Is this the talking you want to do? Oh, you're hopeless. What do you want me to do? Fix the kitchen roof. It's raining. This is Ireland, Joe. It's always fucking raining. I have to go. We'll see you. Control. Control. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think the judging on modelling competitions is fixed. I don't think the Bilderberg Group run the Troika or that the Illuminati control the European Central Bank. And I'm almost 100% certain that Angela Merkel isn't one of the lizard people. But I do believe she's in more control of my destiny at the moment than I feel I am. As I get to Doyle's corner, I realise I'm talking out loud. I'm waving my arms about like Mussolini on the balcony in Rome. It's not much of a problem, really. Nearly every second person you see in Fibsborough is doing the same. It's a funny place. Leonard is waiting outside McDonald's for me. What's the story with the mad head, Joe? Sheila giving you a hard time? Yeah. No. I don't know. Mind your own business. Come on. Joe, let me tell you my news. I got my visa. I'm off to Australia in six weeks. Just like that. Like it's nothing. You'll miss the nationals. Yeah, I know, I'm gutted, but what can I do? Well, you could not go for a start. 
What about our plan to beat Herman and win the Nationals? Well, Joe, that's more your planning. Not much of a plan, actually. Build a better model than Herman and win the competition. I mean, it's not up there with Operation Overlord, is it? No. The plan is that Frank uses his hundreds of years of experience to coach us. Listen, I love Obi-Wan Frank, but while he's messing about with tinfoil and PVA glue, Herman is sending off to the Czech Republic for 3D resin-printed tank engines and brass gun barrels. What about your family? Everything you know is here. Uh, no, my sister's in Germany. My brother's already in Oz. Joe, you should come with me. No. Why should I leave and let them away with it? I like it here. Really? Why are you always giving out then? I know what to do. I'll put two models in. I'll go for gold and silver. And all Herman will be left with is the possibility of bronze. And he won't even be in the running for best in show with that. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Excellent plan, Joe. I decided, with Frank's advice, to go with a Sherman Firefly for the best in show for the Nationals. October the 12th. It creeps up on you very fast. I asked Clarky to put a special order in with his contacts in Poland. The Mini Art Women of World War II and a plus model dog set. Daddy, Daddy, I need 20 euro today for the trip to the Irish Heritage Centre. Have you got that money for him, Sheila? She hasn't got it, Daddy. Uh, no, I have it. I just needed it for something else. No, it doesn't matter. Do you really want to go on this trip, Junior? Yeah. Connor was there before. He said it's deadly. Really? Because I heard it was crap. If you must know, I have to collect something in the model shop. Yes, I know I have a house full of models. This is something for the competition. No, that money doesn't go into the bank till next week. It doesn't matter, I'm giving it to him. Here you go. Enjoy. 25 yo-yos, my friend, and we won't fall out. Okay, clerky, look. Can I owe you the fiver? 20 was all I could sneak out of my daughter's piggy bank today. <laughs> you crack me up, you do. <laughs> out of the bleeding piggy bank. You are joking me. Yeah, of course I am. But can I owe you the fiver? Clarky was still laughing as he showed me the new Sherman recovery vehicle. 65 euro. Leonard came in and he told him about the piggy bank. You didn't, did you? No. Then a few more fellas we knew came in and Clarky told them all about the piggy bank. And then this fella came in with a 172nd scale German submarine he was working on and put it up on the counter and we all oohed and aahed over that. And Clarky forgot about the piggy bank. Then Herman came in. We clicked our heels and said, Guten Tag. He ignored us, reached up between us and took down the new Hobby Boss King Tiger tank marked 70 euros. And without even looking at the price, he brought it over to Clarky. And when Clarky saw him coming, he reached into his cubby hole and took a box out. And Herman opened it, reached in with reverence and lifted out a German World War II officer's cap, which he placed on his own head like Napoleon crowning himself Emperor of Europe. Then he made sure we were all watching him as he unbuttoned his full-length leather coat and let it fall to the floor to reveal the full Waffen-SS Panzer officer's uniform he was wearing underneath. And then he took out a wad of cash and paid Clarky. And Clarky said, oh, at least you didn't have to break into your daughter's piggy bank like poor Joe there. And Herman gave me such a look from under his cap. I might have uttered something under me breath. Frick. Next thing I know, I'm knocking his hat off. And then he punched me in the face. I lashed out at him. Leonard is dragging me away. Two of the fellas have Herman by the shoulders. And he's screaming, I'll get you, you fucking Sherman tanker. And then your mom with the submarine jumps into the middle and roars, For God's sake, lads, think of the models. Leonard took me outside to cool off. But Clarky explained to Herman 
that getting the Gardaí while dressed in a Nazi officer's uniform might be a bit awkward. It didn't do my reputation at the club any good, and I put a dampener on Leonard going away. I didn't go to the pub with him and his mates, but I drove him and his hangover to the airport and dropped him at departures. I'll see you on Facebook. And Skype. Back in Tesco again, this time with a shopping list and cash, I bumped into Phil at the reduced to clear fridge. You're hardly buying pool tables here. Joe, I was going to ring you. Listen, I've put your name in for a bit of work on a project that starts now, ends in the middle of October, with a big reception for the Lord Mayor, and I thought, why not get Joe in to make the food with the kiddies? So if you come in, say, every second Saturday for a few hours and all day the last day, it'll be well worth your while. That's brilliant, Phil. Thanks, man. Listen, can I pick and choose the Saturdays? Yeah, of course. But you've got to be there all day and the last day, October the 12th. October the 12th. No problem. October the 12th? I don't think I can do that. That's, that's the day of the modelling show. Are you for fucking real? Phil never swore. Listen, you think about it, Joe. But if you let this go, you're off my Christmas card list. Frank. Frank will know what to do. So I dropped into Frank on the way home. I was banging on his door when his neighbour came out and said he was after being carted off to Beaumont Hospital in an ambulance the night before. It took me ages to find him. He was 17 hours sitting in a chair in A&E. I stayed with him for a while to keep his spirits up till his daughter came in. So, listen, Frank, the Firefly is going great and I got the Plus Model dog set and the Mini Art Women of World War II to cover all bases. But what should I do about this job? Have you any thoughts on that? Can you hear me, Joe? You can hear me, yeah? Um, fuck off and let me die in peace! Yeah, Sheila, I paid some of that off. They won't cut us off. I'll ring them in the morning. Yes, I paid some of the phone bill and the broadband. No, the car tax is okay for another month. What? The dog license? Look, Sheila, I met Phil today. He might have a bit of work for me, nothing major, just a few hours on a couple of Saturdays between now and October. Frank didn't die. I called up to him at home, but his daughter wouldn't let me in. She said he was just after going for a nap and he couldn't come out. I spent most of my time at the workbench. I swear the Detroit Arsenal couldn't have made a better chairman than I did. And I got stuck into the job of Phil and the kids. That was a deadly buzz. So, competition rules state that all entries have to be on the table by one o'clock or they will not be judged. The gig in Queen Street Flats starts at 9am and finishes at about half three realistically and the Nationals are at the opposite end of the city all the way down on Pier Street, it's almost ring's end. So here's what I'll do. I'll get Sheila and the kids to bring the models down and enter them for me. Ah, do you hear yourself? Sheila and the kids. I'll drop them into Clarkie's on Friday and he can take them when he's setting up a stall. No. They might get buried in the back of the van, or worse still, Clarky might sell them on me. I'll get one of the lads to call up here and get them, but who? Oh, fuck you, Leonard, why did you have to go to Australia? I'll bring the models into the job with me. Now, you can't bring them into the job with you, the kids will mess with them. I'll leave them in the car outside, the car might get broken into. Right, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll start serving the food early, leave the job, come back here, collect the models, bring them down to the show, and then go straight back to the job to clean up. I'll be gone an hour tops, they won't even miss me.
And if they do, so what? It's my last day. On the day, I leave strict instructions at home. No one is to touch my stuff. I'll be home at about a quarter past twelve for two minutes to grab the models. Don't even try to talk to me. I get to the job early and I have breakfast ready for the kids when they arrive because full bellies equals no moaning or messing. I leave the car parked on Lower Grange Garment facing up the hill so that I won't get caught in the one-way traffic system. Everything goes according to plan. I have most of the prep done, so really all the kids have to do is the finishing touches. Put the food into the oven, take it out again. The chicken goujons turn out a little bit dry, but we whip up a dip from sweet chilli sauce and mayonnaise, and no one is any the wiser. I start serving the food early, and I tell Phil, I'm going outside. I have to get some air, man. I leg it out the side of the flats onto Queen Street, dodge through the traffic across North King Street, and I get to the car on Lower Grange Gorman. For a horrible moment, I think I've left the keys in the job, but no, I have them. No traffic, no junctions all the way up to the North Circle. Blessed. Across the North Circle, up Charleville Road, over the speed bumps, I get the cabra. There's nowhere to park. The nut job across the road for me has his two bins out to protect his parking spot. Meanwhile, his car is parked around the side in his driveway. I slowly drive the Honda Civic up onto the pavement and push his bins out of the way. Immediately, he's out of his house, ranting and roaring at me. But I'm already opening my front door to grab the model. Sheila! Where are the models? I thought I said, don't touch my stuff. She was only trying to help. Rona? Rona's in the kitchen, hiding behind Joe Jr. And in front of Joe Jr. on the kitchen table are what were two potentially prize-winning models. And Jr. is trying to stick the metal gun barrel back on with plastic glue. Now, Jr., nice and easy, put the gun barrel down and step away from the model. Oh, it's not just a gun barrel. The antenna's broke. The headlight's off. Oh, the little dog's leg is all twisted. I'm really sorry, Daddy. I told you. I told you never to touch my stuff, didn't I? Didn't I? Joe, will you relax? Don't tell me to relax, Sheila, because believe it or not, that doesn't help. I never asked you to help me. Right. I'm taking the models and I'm going. You can't leave now, Joe. Look at Rona, she's in bits. No, Sheila. The models are in bits. In my head, I can hear Leonard saying, The models are in bits. What are you, ten years old? But I'm already out the door and in the car. I haven't been in the house five minutes. I can still make it down to the show enter the models, and then spend time fixing them before the judges come round. The neighbour is behind his curtains, debating with himself whether to come out to me. I look at the models on the seat beside me. All that work I put in. All the effort. And now they're just a pile of plastic bits. That's all it is, really, just a pile of plastic bits. I think of Frank. Sitting in that chair in A&D. I see Leonard walking away through departures. I imagine Herman sitting at home alone, trying on his new hat. And then I see little Rona's face. Oh, Joe, what did you do? What did you do? The neighbour is halfway down his path when I erupt out of the car and he scuttles back inside. I run into the house and I scoop little Rona up. It's okay. It's all right. We can fix it. We'll fix it together. And if we can't fix it, we'll let the Sylvanians live in it. That gets a laugh from her and Junior. But not Sheila. So, after a while, I go out to the backyard and I get the lather. And curiosity gets the better of her. What are you doing? Well, since it's not raining for once and... Since I'm not going anywhere, I thought I'd fix the kitchen roof. 
you big ages. It's a start. When I'm finished working on the roof, I look down at the kids playing on the trampoline, and it dawns on me, I completely forgot to go back to Queen Street. I ring Phil, and he says, oh, Not to worry, mate. It all went swimmingly. The Lord Mayor was well pleased, and a coordinator is talking about bringing you in on every project. On Sunday morning, I think about taking a spin down to see the end of the show. But Columbo was on the telly, and I end up watching that instead. There's just one thing bothering me. Who won? I could drop into Clarkie's on the Monday to find out, but then I'd have to explain my absence. So I put the models away. About a week later, I had a slightly surreal moment in the queue in Ikea with the kids. A voice behind me said, So Joe, you didn't get to the show. I didn't recognise him for a minute. Our context, and in a different uniform, this time a blue and yellow one, it was Herman. No, Herman, uh, Brian. Competitions and medals. That's not really what modelling's about for me. Really? No. I had a family emergency. Nothing serious, I hope. No. Oh, pity. No, I mean, it would have been good to have strong competition. You won then? Yes. Gold medal in the armor section. King Tiger Tank, Hungary, 1945. And best in show. No. You know what was that? A pickup truck in 124th scale with a couple. And the guy is changing the wheel while his pregnant wife is keeping a horde of zombies at bay with a shotgun. Where is the history, Joe? Where is the research? Where is the reality? Zombies, Joe. That is the next big thing in modeling. Zombies. And then he wandered off to show a young couple where they sold the meatballs. Zombies. <laughs> Zombies. I'll have nearly a year to the next show and I'll probably build something else. But a Sherman Firefly being attacked by a horde of Nazi zombies? That sounds like a show winner to me. We've been listening to Small Plastic Wars, written and performed by Pat McGrath. Small Plastic Wars was part of Show in a Bag, an artist development initiative of Dublin Fringe Festival, Fishamble, the New Play Company and Irish Theatre Institute to resource theatre makers and actors. On sound was Damien Chanel. Small Plastic Wars was written and performed by Pat McGrath and directed by Alan King. And if you'd like to listen back to this or any other plays in our archive, we've got more than 500, go to rte.ie forward slash drama on one.